By now, you've likely heard the advice to check on your friends. But during a pandemic, when we're told to stay inside, what exactly does that outreach look like? Does that simply mean calling on the phone and asking, how are you? I'm giving you four things to look out for that might indicate it's time to reach out to a friend, and then I'm sharing suggestions of the things you can tell them to not only keep them encouraged and not feeling lonely, but to make sure they don't fall into a depressive state during a time when we're extremely isolated and feeling more by ourselves than ever. So let's jump right into it. You're tuned in to Give It A Rest, the podcast, where we're giving tough love truths for the sisterhood. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, certified friendship expert and author of the book, Give It A Rest, The Case for Tough Love Friendships. And when it comes to misunderstandings and complications within our female friendships, I am here to help you through it. The first thing you can do to monitor your friend's mental well-being during the coronavirus is to look out for their social media activity matching the time of day. So for example, typically by the end of the day, you see people start to post their happy hour videos and they're showing themselves pouring a little glass of wine to celebrate the end of the day or they're doing virtual happy hours with friends you'll tend to see an uptick in that kind of activity toward the evening you'll also see little shots of people doing work from home or they're showcasing what it looks like for them sending emails in the morning Um, while they're in the comfort of their living room. If you notice that your friend is maybe doing the reverse and they're showing drinking habits at 11 o'clock or if they're showing themselves Netflixing all day long, so in the morning they're showing what they're watching and they're doing an Instagram story at night of what they're watching and the behavior on social media doesn't match what you'd normally see during daytime and nighttime hours, that could be an indicator that it's time to just reach out and make sure that they're doing well. Here's why I make that particular suggestion. During this time, it is very tempting to stay in your pajamas all day and have one day blend into the other. And when you do that, it's more difficult to differentiate night from day. But that's one of the key components in maintaining some semblance of normalcy while we are quarantined. So it's suggested that you're working during the day and you do whatever your nightly activities are like drinking and talking to friends and things like that. Now let me pause and say no judgment from me because I've certainly had my you know morning mimosas before and things like that but these might be indicators from friends that maybe they are a little off or the circadian rhythms a little swayed and so they're not keeping up the way that they used to. A suggestion that you can give them is to make sure to keep things nice and bright during the daytime and dark in the evening because while we're getting outside and interacting with people much less this small little habit can keep our circadian rhythms normal and help us to feel like things are a little bit normal so in our home I open all the blinds the light is pouring through from the sun and at night we close the blinds and we keep the background music very mellow we keep our voices low but it trains us that this is the daytime for activity and at night it's time to start winding down if you have a friend who's not doing that my concern really for them 
would be that you kind of do slide into a depressive state because you have no differentiation. It all blends together. You're watching movies maybe all throughout the day. You are staying in your pajamas. You can't tell if it's Thursday or Sunday. And I know that we've all seen the memes that are like, oh my gosh, what day is it? And I mean, to some degree, yes, that is funny to me. And I've certainly felt like that on more than one occasion already. But it shouldn't be something that we are really clinging to on a daily basis, forgetting the time, the date, what's up, what's down. So these are little tips that we can do to kind of keep ourselves feeling a normal, everyday rhythm. The second thing you can do to check on your friend's mental well-being during the coronavirus quarantine is to ask this specific question. So what do you got going on this week? Here's why I suggest that particular question. Typically, we're like, what are you doing today? And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But if you ask your friend, what are you doing this week? Or what do you got going on this week? It lets you have an inside look at what their plans are and whether or not they're feeling hopeful for the days to come. So if their response to you is, I mean, I don't know, just, I don't know, like more Netflix or I'm going to hang out or whatever, then that's not as promising as a person who responds with, well, on Wednesday, I'll probably finally go out and grocery shop. And Thursday, I'm supposed to be doing like a watch party with a few of my friends from book club. And I think Friday night, I'm going to clean out the garage because it's been bothering me. So it's definitely time to get that done. This kind of response demonstrates hopefulness and it demonstrates some level of productivity during this time. That shows us a person who's trying to keep things normal instead of somebody who's kind of losing hope and losing steam while in quarantine. So if you get that lackluster response about not really knowing anything of what they're going to do in the next 48 hours, it might be um, an indicator to you to either give them suggestions of things to look forward to and to keep them busy yourself by planning things, scheduling things. So even though we're surviving on a day-to-day basis, we should really be thriving during this time While I am no mental health professional, I do know that it's better when there are things to look forward to. So try to intentionally encourage your friend to plan different activities and little events that give you reason to look forward to the days ahead. So whether that's grocery shopping on a certain day and a standing virtual happy hour with friends and little activities and projects that might take a span of four days, that way you can watch something kind of come to fruition from a beginning to an end. That's what you want to go for. And stacking those up will make sure that we're not only productive during this time, but mentally healthy and vibrant as well. Tip number three that I have for you is to establish regularity with your check-ins. So I know it might feel like, gosh, I'm not everyone's keeper and I can't spend every day checking on everyone, but I do encourage you to make a list of those who are especially close to you and making it a point to reach out to them either through text, email, or by phone to see that they're okay on an ongoing basis. The reason the key component is regularity is because If something gets irregular, you will likely notice if you've been on some kind of schedule. So recently I was chatting with a few friends in my book club group and one was sharing with us that she has an ongoing group text with those in her family. And the requirement is that they all check in or participate in some way every day. Why is that? So that God forbid if something were to happen with somebody who has no partner or children or roommates, 
and is living alone, if they begin suffering symptoms or are not doing okay for some other reason, that group would know because they've established some kind of normalcy in their interaction so that they'll know when somebody kind of strays from that normal participation and requires uh, more immediate attention. The last tip I have for you to check on your friend's well-being during this time is to physically lay eyes on them. So while texting is nice and phone calls are better, ideally you would put your eyes on your friend's physical well-being. Why? Because you need to check for two things. One, that they're getting dressed and two, that they're getting sun. If they are still wearing the same sweatshirt that they were wearing when you were checking in last week, that could be reason for alarm. I know that we see the memes and the jokes about being on day 100 of wearing the same sweatshirt, but we feel better about ourselves when we dress up, when we look nice, we feel good. This is not to say you can't feel confident about yourself when you're in sweats, okay? For some of us, that's our sexiest state. But you feel better when you are a little dressed up or when you're getting dressed, period. So making sure that your friend is at least three days a week putting on clothes, sometimes for some ladies putting on makeup because it just puts you in a more um, confident and joyful state, then encourage her to do so. So you want to make sure she's getting dressed. My second point is to make sure she's getting sun, S-U-N, meaning going outside. You already know all the benefits of going outside. You've heard it a thousand times. But what I don't hear enough of is how to do it properly. If you're still responding to emails, texting friends, scrolling through social media, and shifting frantically through your Spotify playlist to find the right jams for your walk, you may be doing it wrong. So while it sounds a little hippy-dippy to some of us, you should be looking up at the sky and looking at the details of the leaves that are crunching beneath your feet and panning around you to kind of look at the trees and watch people from afar who are you know walking with their families that's really what we're supposed to be doing in order to gain perspective to boost our mood and to really reap all the benefits that being outside is supposed to provide for us so putting your eyes on your friend will let you know that she's getting sun she's getting outside and that she's getting dressed and if she's not doing either one of those things then of course there's a gentle but tough love way to encourage her to do both. If you found today's episode helpful, or if you're like, girl, I feel personally attacked, either way, come and tell me about it over at the Give It A Rest podcast after party. It's a group on Facebook where we're sharing our experiences, our reflections on the episode, and then updating each other whenever we go and put the strategies into practice with our real live friends. So I'll be over there rooting for you. And I'll also be giving you your weekly friendship tips over at Give It A Rest Movement on Instagram. So until the next episode, go out there and create, nurture, and fight for your female friendships because we need each other. See you soon.